Newport Beach, The Pool House, Captain Oates, Chino, Ew, I'm Michelle, I'm Liz, and I'm Ingrid, and we're Let's Let's Talk Talk OC. We're the ladies that brought you Tree Hill Talk, and now we are on the West Coast talking about the early 2000s teen drama, The OC. Join us every Monday as we watch and review each episode. We hope you can join us. Dairy! Life's too short. Yeah, man. Just eat a dick on the road. It's fine. Eat a road dick. Eat a road dick. Great. Well, there's our intro. Hey, everybody. It's Kate here. And And Caitlin. And Caitlin. (laughs) How are you, friend? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. It's good to be back uh, recording with you after a week away. I know. It was a really hectic week for me last week. Oh, well, I mean, it's all pretty cray, but last week was especially. Mm. Tis the season, am I right? Well, uh, thanks again to my lovely wife for sitting in last week. She... She did an amazing job. Yeah. She did an What was that? There was, I can't remember it now, and I'm not being, like, silly, but mm. what you were talking shit about me in one of the... Oh, the f- bachelorette party when you were oh, just yeah. no help at all. I also had just gotten out of the shower, <laughs> so I was naked, <laughs> but I wouldn't have been any help anyway, mm. but I wanted to make sure someone was recording it. It was pretty exciting. Don't you wish you had it to look back on? No. <laughs> I don't want physical evidence of you us want, doing yeah. that. No photographic evidence. I loved Yikes. Liz's uh, insurance spin, too, on everything. It's, She's just a little a gem. It's incredible how she can find insurance shit to talk about anywhere. Yeah. I love it. She always calls it a conversation stopper. <laughs> so she's it's the sweetest. True. She's the sweetest. She will definitely be back again, friends. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you don't know who we are, I'm Kate. This is my best friend, Caitlin. And Hello. Yeah, we are Hey Beautiful. We are watching and recapping every single episode of How I Met Your Mother. Zero spoilers. Yep, that's right. So if you're just joining us, welcome. Thank you for finding us. And if you've been here forever, you know we love you so much. Mm -hmm. Welcome back. Yeah. And this week we are talking about Showdown, which is my favorite episode of season two. I think it might be mine too. It's so excellent for every single character. Yeah. And it's sweet and touching and funny and the timing Mm -hmm. is great. It's just... It's a very wonderful episode. It really Um, is. Yeah. And before we get into that, we got a new review on iTunes. Woohoo! We're getting like one a week right now. So that's pretty nice. That's really exciting. Yeah. So this is from someone named Mrs. Linderman. And they said, um, exactly what I was looking for. I've been looking for a Himium podcast for a while now. I am addicted to the TV show, and it's nice to share that love with the host of this podcast. Thanks, Mrs. Landerman. Isn't that nice? That's adorable. Appreciate ya. Yeah, I love that. So that's that. Um, Just another reminder that we will be launching our Instagram account when we come back for season three in 2019. So you mm-hmm. can follow us now at Hey Beautiful Pod so you won't miss our first posts. And there's been this really cool thing that I started. It's so amazing. It's very, very cool. Um, the HB family map. So I, I wanted to 
create a visual of where our listeners are. And it turns out Google has the capability to create a shared map. So Which everyone, is really crazy. Yeah. I, I, I was at I first what, like looking at all kinds of like third party things. Like I had no mm-hmm. idea even where to start. And yeah, Google was just made it so simple. I wonder what other people use that for. Yeah, I don't know, but it works perfectly for us. Yeah. We have like 40 or so people who have pinned where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our friends, um, Abha out in India and Tanya down in South Africa. AKA I love S- seeing those. Those are really cool. Sister T. Um, we also got one out in the middle of the ocean and we thought it might have been a joke, but I think it was our pirate friend. What are well, you doing? I dropped another chocolate chip. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Caitlin just keeps popping up from under her desk and then disappearing. Turns Man, out she's guys, searching for a chocolate chip on the floor. You don't understand. I've, I'm on thin ice with my snacking privileges. I just lost another fucking chocolate chip. This is why. This is why anyway, you can't have nice things. I know. But it probably is our pirate friend. Maybe it's where he left his treasure. Yeah. He did say he was out to sea, so I think he really mm-hmm. did pin himself when he was out on his, uh, out on the, I don't know, what's a pirate ship name? Just like, I, I think of like the Black Pearl and that's it. The, the Jolly, Jolly Roger? Ro- no, Jolly Roger's the flag. Oh. We're done. Uh, anyway. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What was Captain Hook's? What I was think his? there was a name to I the ship. I thought his was the Jolly Roger. It is the Jolly Roger. That's the name of his ship? Yeah. Is it also the name of the flag? Can we verify that? Like the skull and crossbones. Was it? Yeah, Jolly Roger. Jolly Roger. Okay, so. Uh, you know what? That was the best scenario. Neither one of us was wrong. We, we were, were both, both right. right. I love when oh, that happens. Me too. It's great. Um, so, yeah, so thanks to everybody that's been pinning their locations. Like I've said on the Twitters, you don't have to put your name or anything or even, like, your exact location. Just throw a pin on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the address, I'll put it, it's been on Twitter forever, but I'll, I'll say it here. It's bit.ly.com slash HBFamilyMap. And speaking of Twitter, I did something bad today, Caitlin. Uh-oh. What'd you do? You delete it? I deleted all of our tweets on Twitter. <gasps> How? <laughs> How? Uh, okay, so for 2019, I'm, like, trying to, like, just, like, have a fresh start, right? Sure, sure. So on my personal account, I've been using this third-party app to, like, delete all of my tweets. Okay. But it only does, like, 3,000 at a time, and I have, like, okay. 30,000 tweets. Wow. And uh, Yeah, I'm insane. And, um... Yeah, so I was still logged in with the Hey Beautiful account on one of the times that I went back to, like, refresh it. Wiped them all out. Ooh, fucking massacre. Full bloodbath. But it's okay. It's okay. Everyone's replies are still there. And, you know, just start starting fresh for the new year. Yeah, no big deal. That's all. I don't totally understand Twitter or how it works, so... Yeah, I I figured you wouldn't really care, but... But the (laughs) idea of losing everything... You've read Little Women. You know when the manuscript goes yeah. in the fire? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like a tenth of that, probably. Um, the manuscript was a tenth of that, yeah. 
Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so upset. Um, all right. So that's that. So I'm sorry, everybody, for, for just ghosting. But um, we will we will continue to build. We will rebuild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everything will be fine. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. So this week we're talking about Showdown. And then we have two oh, episodes such a left. good one. Mm-hmm. So uh, our plan is to do a supersized double episode next week. Yes. Because we really want to finish before the holidays. We'll give everybody a break. So we're going to do a supersized double episode next week for the season two finale, the final two episodes, Something Borrowed and Something Blue. And we're doing that because, like we said, we want to make sure we're done in time. But also, it all takes place on the same day. So mm-hmm. makes sense. It makes sense. So that means, everybody out there, y'all need to go ahead and watch both episodes and send us legendary moments for both. Or if you only have one for the two, that's totally fine, too. Yeah. Um, but... We are asking that you watch two episodes of How I Met Your Mother. We know that's very difficult for all all the huge fans out there. It's real rough to watch two in a row. So I'm kind of looking forward to actually doing that for once because I I have I don't think I've watched any episodes out of order since we've started this because I just get messed up and I'm like shit. I'm going to spoil stuff. So um, yeah, so there's that. So next week is the two episodes, and then the week after that, we will have our little season two feels mini-sode where we're going to wrap everything up, and we will also release the season two trivia quiz, um, which was a huge hit at the end of season one, and yet again, we'll be coming up with some really super hard, deep cuts of trivia questions for y'all to answer and mm-hmm. and show off your bragging rights over the holidays. Let's get into Showdown. This is season two, episode 20, Showdown, first aired April 30th, 2007, written by Gloria Calderon Kellett. Lady (laughs) Runner! She wrote The Duel. Uh, Drum roll, please. Great episode. (sighs) Don't hate. First time in New York, which, if you recall, was our live episode. (laughs) That's right. And uh, one more episode in season three, How I Met Everybody Else. Oh, great one. Spoiler free. Great episode. Great episode. Really, really, really fun. Um, she's also currently a writer on a Netflix original One Day at a Time. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. It's an amazing yeah. show. I haven't watched it, um, but I did watch this trailer and they did this excellent, excellent parody of like a 70s kind of same sitcom same format um intro it's even from like norman lear who's like 100 years old but yeah well one day at a time was a show this is a reboot oh it is a total reboot i didn't know if it was just i didn't know what that one was about before um, I haven't watched that one, but this one I know that uh, I think that was like a white family before. And now this is a Cuban, the family. Cuban, yeah. And it's like super diverse cast, and there's like queer characters, and it's. I mean, oh, what's her name? Rita? Is it Rita? Rita Moreno? Moreno? Yes. If you don't know who the she shit. is, the shit. She's a treasure. She's a treasure. National treasure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a great show. I've only watched like the first season, um, but it's yeah, it's a real gem. And they're winning all kinds of awards, so congrats to Gloria. Awesome. And was directed by, of course, Pamela Fryman. A fun little tidbit, Allison Hannigan, 
claims this to be one of her favorite episodes. That is, of course, coming from the super reliable IMDb trivia part. But. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Well, I mean, how could it not be? It's such a it's such a solid episode. It really, really is. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are ramping up to wedding day. We are. We are getting there. We are so close. Uh, we're now about two weeks out from the wedding, and we hear future Ted say that weird things started happening as they approached this wedding mm-hmm. of Marshall and Lily, and things like Marshall eats ice cream and it makes Lily's stomach hurt, like they're twins or something, or like sympathy pregnancy pains, mm-hmm. like just some weird codependent stuff is happening, and... Um, the gang calls them on their bullshit. Like you guys are out of control with this and you need to chill. No. And, uh, they deny it. And you get this amazing flashback of a couple days ago when Marshall and Lily are in the kitchen and she's like, Oh, I need eggs. Oh, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. And they turn around and walk Mm -hmm. two steps to the fridge together and then kiss at the fridge. Yep. And the best part is then there's like this shot of Ted, like through the kitchen window. Horrified. <laughs> you can't even believe it. That's so, like Chris and I to a T. Oh, yeah. Got you just up each other's butts. Yeah. I mean, they're about to get married and they're still like, it's like they got to reset their relationship yeah, when Lily came it's back. Very sweet. So they're back in this like honeymoon phase, which is, which is lovely. And of course, there's Ted right in the background of like every creepy moment they have. Mm-hmm. Reminding me of um, when they first got engaged and they're sitting at the breakfast table. And Lily's like not even wearing any underwear. And Ted's on the couch, like, please stop. Like, I just love that recurring, uh, that recurring gag. It's like he's not even there, but yeah. And you don't know he's there, and then it zooms out, and there's Ted. That's like the best. Yes, 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 yes. God, I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. Um, So back in present day at the bar, Ted reminds them, or no, Barney reminds them that they were supposed to spend the last two weeks before the wedding apart. Apparently, logistics have gotten in the way. When really, we just well, know Marshall and Lily just can't survive without each other. But two weeks is a long time. Yeah, but I, agreed. Absolutely agreed. I would probably never do it. I definitely didn't do it. Um, but they still see each other every day. It's just the sleeping in bed together. But that is kind of like the best part of the day. That's the f- Chris and I agree. That is our favorite part of the day is like... Climbing into bed, snuggling after, yeah. like, a long day and just relaxing. It, it really does reset you. So, it does. So I understand why why they're so stressed out apart. Did you and Liz not – did you sleep apart the night before? No, not at all. We did. That was the only oh. thing, and we didn't see each other that day until I walked down the aisle. We didn't do a first look or anything like that, but that was well, really hard. Well, we got advice from Dan Savage – Savage Love Cast mm-hmm. to fuck first, mm-hmm. which means have sex the morning of your wedding because when then you just get to enjoy the whole day, enjoy the night, and not mm-hmm. feel pressured to bang after you're just like completely exhausted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it like, it was the best idea. I'll just say that. It was like 
it just made the day so much better, you know? Yeah. And um, we got to hang out with our friends, and then we just crashed, and we didn't feel like we were terrible, because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure to, like, yeah. do it that night. Uh-huh. Even if you've been doing Seal it the all the time. <laughs> like, there's still that weird thing, like, if we don't fuck, then we're not supposed yeah. to be together. So, yeah, we we saw each other the night before and that morning, and it was totally fine. So... The gang thinks that they'll never be able to do it, but Marshall and Lily are adamant that they can. Mm-hmm. And then Robin calls their bluff, and she <laughs> offers up her apartments, just like, come on over, Lil, I got room. And they hesitate, but then they agree, yeah, this, it'll make the wedding night more special. Let's, let's do it. And, <sighs> um, but that, that only lasts like two seconds because then they still try to be up each other's butts when Marshall tries to go get a drink. Yeah, Lily's like all proud. No, I'll stay here. I'll stay here, not five steps to the left. (laughs) At the apartment, we see Lily on the phone, and she's like totally panicking and in full bridezilla mode. Um, Ted and Robin come in, and she notes that they are covered in sauce, but she doesn't have time for that Mm. yet because her shit's first. Um, And her mom is like super into like steel drums or some throwaway throw away line, but she circles back to the sauce. But Ted says it's a long story after, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lily shouts that you shouldn't stress the bride out right before the wedding. And uh, Ted and Robin look look a little weird. Mm-hmm. Look a little weird. wonder what that's about. Yeah, me too. But mm-hmm. it's a long story, so he'll tell us later, I guess. I, I hope guess. so. I know. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Lily... Uh, is gonna go sleep over at Robin's house and she's packing up her stuff and reminds Marshall not to forget her night night tape. <laughs> which isn't a tape of him saying night night as Barney thinks. It's uh Marshall singing to her, which is the cutest fucking thing. This is not the last night night song that Marshall will write. No. All right, anyway, anyway. So <laughs> Lily then heads over to the laptop and starts checking her wedding registry, which is pretty fun thing to do when you're getting married yeah you know what was the best thing that or coolest thing you asked for you think Ooh, um i freaking love my soda stream yeah dude i love seltzer i mean Mm. i'm i'm i haven't used it in a bit because we have a ton of seltzer still left from our summer party (laughs) like still um but it's just it's amazing. I love it. That's probably one of my f- my favorite wedding gifts, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How about you? We use our rice cooker probably twice a week. Nice. So that's the most used, I would say, mm-hmm. other than like our sheets or whatever. But I don't know what our, my favorite was. I have to think about that. Yeah. It was a little while ago, so. Mm. You're seasoned. I know. <laughs> Everything, all of it's old. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, no one's bought anything cool yet, so Lily's a little bummed, and Barney asks what she, what she put on there, and she starts telling him, and he's nailing the prices for things like a Dyson DC-17 animal <laughs> vacuum, which is no longer for sale, but you can get it on eBay for about 140 oh, uh, wow. bucks. a KitchenAid mixer for about 300 uh, and th- today, that's what what they would cost, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just nailing the prices of these items, which is interesting. And turns out he hasn't been stocking the registry; he is training. And what is he training for, Kate? 
T-P-I-R. Duh. Duh. The price is right. Where consumers are rewarded for their persistence, market acumen, and intrepid spirit. (laughs) I don't know any kid that didn't grow up watching this like every day when they were homesick or in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Right? 11 o'clock. We loved it. Every day. We loved the shit out of that show. It was so good. I would be terrible at that show. I'm very bad at guessing the prices on things. Me too. I feel like Liz would be very good. She remembers numbers really well. But I would be... I probably wouldn't even make it past, like, the guessing of a price when yeah, they're, like, I, on the the panel. I'm very good at choosing the most expensive item, but not knowing the your, actual cost. Because of your champagne taste. Yeah. I do I gravitate like, if, towards expensive things. I'm like, oh, I like that. It's, like, $700. Oh, great. Yeah. My uncle has this scarf that is gorgeous, and it's, like, $400. Is it Hermes? No. I don't know. I don't even know what the brand was. No, but I Googled it and I was like, holy shit. He found it. He was on Fire (gasps) Island at a party and someone, one of the wait staff picked it up and said, is this your scarf? And he says, and he looked at it and he touched it, which between, he goes, and I went like this and I went, yes. (laughs) Check that quality, girl. It's a really nice scarf though. Someone would find a $400 scarf on the ground at Fire, on Fire Island. Yeah. Ridiculous. Just so many pashminas just flung around. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. So anyway, Barney is going to be a contestant on The Price is Right. Amazing. Yeah. And fun fact, in 2012, Neil Patrick Harris was a guest on The Price is Right, which uh, is now hosted by Drew Carey oh, wow. during the Celebrity Charity Week. Cool. Yeah. How did he do? Yeah. Did he win? I didn't find any other information other than that. So I'm I forgot to that. look more into it. <laughs> well, y'all can go out there and YouTube it. I'm sure yeah, there's it's been a busy. It. It's been a busy week. I feel you, girl. I feel you. We're just doing our best out here. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. And this is such a fantastic episode. It kind of tells itself. Yeah. So over at Robin's, Lily is there for her first night, and she's trying on her dress for one of the last times before she gets married. And she comes out, does this little spin, and puts her arms up, and bam, dress falls down because it's a it's a to- uh, sleeveless. I said topless, and she's too skinny, strapless. That's it's there. also sleeveless, but it's strapless. There you go. Um, so she panics because she's too skinny for her dress. There's a problem I've literally never had. This kind of cuts cuts back and forth a little bit. So then it cuts over to Ted. You get a back and forth of their nights alone. Yeah, yeah. And um, over in the apartment, Ted is working on his best man speech. Um, and at first he's trying to go the the very traditional route of kind of embarrassing the groom with the speech, which uh. I no one ever really likes. No, I feel like it's only, girl. like, jerks who do that. Mm-hmm. Um, People who peaked in middle or high school. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, oh, God, I have a good one about that, but I'm not going to say it on here. <laughs> he goes with this uh, story about Marshall getting pulled over on his way out to Cape Cod for driving in the carpool lane, which I don't know where that would have been, but whatever. Yeah, um, I know. Because, like, there's only one way on to Cape Cod, and there's 
It's two lanes. Um, anyway, so unless they're still in New York, yeah, maybe. But that's weird. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. We're not gonna we're not gonna dig into it too much. We don't nitpick. So he gets pulled over for driving solo in the carpool lane, but then Lily pops up from his lap. So it's a little story about fellatio. A little story about a little thing called Roadhead. <laughs> and have you ever seen or suspected that you saw someone getting receiving Roadhead? Yeah. I can think of one time. It was actually in, in our in our hometown. Oh, not surprised. And I'm pretty sure I saw a lady like pop up, you know? That's amazing. Right? Was she older? Uh yeah. Awesome. I feel like older people are freakier. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. You feel more uh comfortable. Yeah, more bulletproof, you know? You've yeah. Been, you've been through it. You've been through it and you realize life's too short. Yeah, man. Just eat a dick on the road. It's fine. Eat a road dick. Eat a road dick. Great. Oh. Well, there's our intro. There's our... <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Eat a road dick. There's our intro. Eat Perfect. A road dick. Um, sold. Sold. So uh, Marshall's pissed because he cannot tell that story. His whole family's going to be there. Even his grandpa, the minister... And he died three years ago. Ted reminds him, yeah, he died three years ago. And I just love Marshall saying his favorite grandson is getting married. I think he can take a day off from haunting the barn to make an appearance. I, all of those little, Marshall has a couple lines like that, these little lines yeah. throughout the episode that I just, it kills me. He's just so pure of heart. He really is. And he just really, because he means it. He believes so hard in ghosts. I know. He, oh, he believes so hard. He the does. He's such a believer. Yeah, he tells Ted that he can't do that, and Ted's frustrated. Um, but before it goes any further, in runs Barney. He's all amped up. He does a lap around the apartment, just like, woo, woo, <laughs> and then runs out. And then, like, all amped yeah, up. Yeah, and then two seconds later, comes back in, does the same thing, but he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> slaps the shit out of Marshall's hand. <laughs> And I wonder how many times that took for them to do without Marshall laughing. Me too. Because he fucking slapped the shit out of him. It's so good. Yeah, so we find out that uh, Barney was practicing his entrance for The Price is Right, obviously. Like, duh. And um, I love this, this little piece here of Ted being like, oh, yeah, go do it again. And he just like jogs over and locks the door and then Barney smashes into it. And this is just, for me, this little moment is the epitome of how well the cast has gelled by this point. Like the timing is perfect. Everything feels really smooth. Yeah. Um, the chemistry is really mm-hmm. there and the rapport is there and they just, it seems like they all trust each other and mm-hmm. it just flows really well. And the comedy works it's what makes this episode so good it is it just like they're just clicking along at this point and it's just gonna keep getting better it's from like here captured on film i know that's the, one of the cheesiest things i've ever said but it's true though mm-hmm. it's great back at robin's we find out that it's gonna cost three hundred dollars to take the bust in on lily's dress but robin points out you know she finds the silver lining in this that this is just a License to eat. Hell yeah. Yeah. Light up a sandwich, Lil. Let's do this. Exactly. And she tells her to think of like the most decadent thing (laughs) ever. And it's this, what is it, a Valrona chocolate something with 
caramelized bananas and hazelnut gelato. Yeah. Like everything sounds very fancy. Mm-hmm. And Robin's like, I've got half a bag of Fritos, which we just talked about the other day. Fritos, so underrated, guys. So underrated. Yo, if you have not had a Frito in a while. I, you know, when you said that to me and I told you this, I was like, uh, I don't know. And then I thought about mm. the, like, how crunchy they are and how thick, thick and the salt. greasy and salty. Oh, everything. They are, they are tortilla chips on steroids. Yeah. They are so delicious. And, They're so good. And the bag isn't full of all this, like, bullshit air. Yeah. You get a it's full, full of Fritos. Full-ass bag of Fritos. Because nobody likes them. So every time Please. they make them, they have to give away a shit ton. Aw. I love Not it. Not Thank you, Frito-Lay. Thank you, Frito-Lay. Oh, my God. And it's, like, the main part of the See? company and nobody likes it's them. the masthead. Hey. Keep making them because the I fucking love Fritos. So, yeah, you see, like, the two sides, like, fancy Lily and then very not fancy Robin. Yeah. Just, like, p- completely sums up their personalities right there. For sure. What would be your ultimate? Ooh, good question. I love chocolate ice cream with, like, warm peanut butter on it. Ooh. Like, natural peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Just, like, a little warmed up. So mm. it's like a sauce. Because, like, yeah. there's peanut butter sauce, but they always put, like, extra sugar and shit in it. Yeah, it's no, gross. No, no, no. It's sweet. I want that nice, salty peanut butter to, like, cut through the richness of the chocolate. Yeah. That's, I think that's uh, either that or um, Ina Garten's chocolate cake, which I've made a couple times. You put a little yeah. coffee in the, in the cake and a little oh, bit in the that. frosting, too. Not yes. enough to really taste it, but it just, like... Brings out a little something like another dimension yeah. of the of the chocolate, and it's just like, mm, love it. How about you? You know, I've been racking my fucking brain, thinking about what would you use to fatten up like a goose. Oh. <laughs> Literally everything. Uh wings, maybe. No. Uh, French onion burgers. Yeah. A lot of those. Oh, donuts, cookies. Hot pretzel. Soft pretz. Soft pretz. Oh. I had one the other day. So good. I'm jealous. We were driving today in the car, the the three of us, and uh, I go, you know, I really love cookies. I don't know that I ever really thought about saying that before, Hmm. but I really love a good cookie. Hmm. Chocolate yeah. chip, oatmeal raisin, Ooh, yeah, white chocolate chip, chocolate chocolate chip, peanut butter. All right, you're starting to sound like Bubba Gump. Oh, but I just really or love Bubba. cookies. I mean, they're amazing. I know, absolutely amazing. Mm. Yeah, Liz wants me to make her some of those peanut butter Hershey Kiss ones this week. Oh yeah, so that's going so down. good. Mm-hmm. I want to make the sinfully ones. They're great. Yeah. Speaking of cookies, Lily's Sinfully Cinnamon Cookies. I have tried the recipe that is now not on Twitter because I deleted all of our tweets. Oh, <laughs> but I can, I, I'll repost it. Um, I have not tried the Some Bitches uh, recipe, which I also posted. That's a cookie recipe from later in the show if you have not watched mm-hmm. yet. So back at the apartment, the boys are getting ready to head to the bar. And uh, Ted tells Marshall that he thinks he's got a good one. And it's from an important moment in their relationship. Um, 
back in college. It was about 4 a.m. They're a little bit wasted. Mm-hmm. And we get this flashback to college Marshall and Lily. And Ted ran out to grab some snacks. And as he comes in, Marshall looks up and sees Ted and gives him like this look of relief and tells him he loves him. <laughs> and Lily pops up thinking Marshall's talking to her and tells him, I love you too. And that even though it's early, she, you know, she's just going to say, and she's so glad he said it first. <sighs> to two bags of Funyuns. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Funyuns? Um, not particularly. Oh, God, I think they're I think they're trash. Sick. Liz I also them. don't like bugles. I like a I bugle. Know. I like a bugle. They are they are too salty. You eat four of those and your lips are like puckered. Yeah. Those are too salty. Fritos are just on the side of not too salty. It's a close yeah. one, but yeah, free, uh, Funyuns are probably like the something I would never eat in my life. Yeah, even if I was real hungry. Yeah, fuck that. That's the one snack Disgusting. that will last in this house. So Liz should really just catch on. Again, like Ted, come on, wrong, bad form. Like that is just not a good story to tell because it's their wedding day and it's not a story that Lily knows about. It would Which be is different crazy, if, yeah. Yeah, it would be different if, if she knew about it, then it would be funny. Maybe he thought but, she did. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Weird of him to think that that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. I agree. He's really striking out. It's like Barney's helping him with this shit. I know. It's strange. I think he's kind of choking because it's like his best friend. You know, like this is like the most it's imp- a, important best manship he's going to have. Absolutely. It's a really big deal. Over, Did, have you ever had to give it. a speech? Yeah. I gave one um, with my brother at my sister's wedding. I've had to give... Three. Oh, damn. And it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. My brother and I fully embarrassed my sister. Oh, you did? I bet. But they were funny stories. Oh, I can only imagine. Like once my mom walked in on her breastfeeding a baby doll. Yeah. I don't know if I told you that one. (laughs) I knew that one, yeah. So that one was uh, the closer of our like joke part but then we were then we did like a sentimental thing so we like did a little bit of both you guys are both really good dynamic storytellers thanks friend and i'm not surprised so yeah it went well it went really well yeah but that was the only one i've i haven't been i haven't been in a lot of weddings like my friends when they get married they just do like very like low-key shit you know what i mean nice like, all my friends have gotten married that they're just like, mm, I think it's just going to be, like, us and our parents. They end up going to the bar where they meet the girls. Future Ted tells us that um, Lily had all of the 11 deep-fried appetizers that McLaren's offers to help her Ooh. gain some weight to fit in her dress. I'm hoping she didn't eat all of them in their entirety, because that's... That's gross. I feel like you just I shit mean, it all out immediately, like all that grease. Just oh yeah, slide I, I right feel like out. you lose weight. Well, that is what happens. Um, and also, when she comes in, or when Marshall comes in, and they see each other, oh, they're yeah. just like so nonchalant. They're like, "Hey, hey, what's up?" It's like, "What's that about?" Yeah, and not like losing their minds to see each other, right? That's well, because they've been cheating. <gasps> uh, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
Uh, Barney comes in and he's got a bike wheel with a little red flag on it. And he's practicing for the spinoff because that's not his strongest point. Mm -hmm. And it's not the price is close. It's the price is right. (laughs) And if he doesn't get on the showdown, then Kate, he's never going to meet someone very near and dear to his heart. Who's that? His pops. That's Pops. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I love that line. I wrote it down. Me too. God, I Bob love him. Barker, of course. Barney's dad. Oh, this little Barney scene. Barker. So sad. I know. <laughs> little Barney. So we get this flashback of little Barney, and he's oh with the nanny from Muppets mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who was Karen Walker the first season, and now this is definitely not her voice. Yeah, it's like a poor man's Karen. <laughs> the poor man's, yep. Um, and he says, you know, Mom, everyone else knows who their dad is. <laughs> Who's my dad? Isn't that awful? It's so sad. Like, you really <laughs> get another big chunk of Barney's character development oh here. Oh my god, it's so so sad. He was such a sweet little kid. Uh, yeah, and he just wants to know who his dad is, and she's like, uh, I don't know, it's uh, that guy just like points offhandedly to the TV, and it's, of course, Bob Barker. <laughs> Thank god. And- <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it could have been someone else. I know, and like it's perfect because of the longevity of his career, too, so he could look up to him. His whole life. Oh my god! I know. What is uh, the 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 funniest slash awfulest of the little bits of him talking to his dad? <laughs> oh, for sure, <laughs> the baseball. And it's that fucking glass I, like, TV. I snort that like thunk. <laughs> so bad. I snort laugh when I watch I it. Oh my god! I watched it like three or four times today. Uh, Want to play catch pop? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he says, don't chunk. <laughs> oh my God, poor Barney. But like, it, it makes sense that he is who he is. Cause like, dad's straight A's. Because <laughs> like, clearly his mom like just raised him on lies. Like, the other one was like, why am I white and my brother's black? Right. And she's like, chocolate, chocolate ice, ice cream. cream. No, yeah. So like, <clears throat> he was just fed lies. All growing yeah. up. So, of course, he's great at lying now. Yeah. Oh, Barney. It's all lies. Yeah. He doesn't. So pathetic. <laughs> doesn't see that it's a problem either. He dresses him for Halloween. Oh, my God. The hair. The little, like, the aluminum microphone. foil microphone. The God. foil microphone. It was foil. Oh, my God. This little Barney is superior to the other little Barney we will see in later seasons. Yeah. Hate that fucking kid. But anyway, (laughs) we'll get into that later. So yeah, so Barney's going to go on and try to make his dad proud. (laughs) And we get a little more of the goat voice here that we've talked about when Barney gets all choked up. So yeah, how how could that possibly go wrong? How could Barney's plan possibly go wrong? Speaking of plans... Even on Robin's weight gaining plan, Lily still manages to lose a pound. And Robin decides it's time to go into overdrive. So they're at the apartment and she's just going total drill sergeant on Lily. She tells her to drop and give me seven bites of fudge. And this is like Lily's just crying, crying like in her mouth. around the fudge. Yeah. Skinny little baby's gonna cry. I love it so much. <laughs> me too. This is like 
like the boys had their really good like comedic scene. This is the girls just getting a chance to to shine. And um, up until this point, um, well, basically since Lily got back, we haven't seen a ton of Lily kind of on her own. Mm -hmm. And so it's great to see her and Robin like interacting and having a a fantastic comedic scene back and forth. It was so good. Um, And then back at the apartment, Ted is ready to take another crack at the toast. But he's clearly fed up with uh, the way Marshall has been censoring him. So he does this entire sort of sarcastic toast where he writes about the night Marshall and Lily got back together. And it's a story. The three stories he tells in this episode are stories we haven't heard. But this one is like within the like the time frame of the show. So Mm -hmm. I think it's the most interesting one because we find out like what happened that night after they got back together. Yeah. Because we just kind of, you know, cuts to black, right? When they're just like making Mm out. Um, So we find out that when they got back together, everyone was out drinking all night. And then they ended up fucking in the bathroom at McLaren's, which of course they did. (laughs) Of course. But in Ted's version, that is respectable enough for the Minnesotans in the crowd. (laughs) They're drinking milk. They're drinking chocolate Chocolate milk. milk. Staying up till 10 o'clock. And Marshall and Lily were caught holding hands. I love it. They don't even, like, kiss when they're caught. They just, like, shrug and smile. There's a great outtake of that scene on the blooper reel. Mm -hmm. Robin opens the door, and the two of them are Mm -hmm. holding hands, and then they both, like, offer a hand to Robin, and so then the three of them just all hold hands and, like, smile (laughs) at each other. It's very cute. So I said, I recommend everyone go and watch that. Marshall's like, what the fuck? Like, you, that's like the worst toast I've ever heard. Yeah. And at Duh. this point, you're like, Ted clearly should not be telling a story. Like, he should be right. just saying nice things. But it's Ted, so he has to. Of course he has to tell a story. I mean, that's the whole show. Right. And um, Ted says he gives up. It's impossible. It's, there's no way to do this right. Lily says she gives up, too. She doesn't care if her dress is too big. She can't mm-hmm. keep overstuffing herself. Right. Wish I knew what that felt like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Very, um, that idea is foreign to me. Yet to get sick of that. So they've both given up, but then we cut to Ted in a tux. And so he's telling the story of this moment at the wedding. Uh-huh. Story within a story. Very Inception-esque. Yeah. And we get a clip, we get a quick glance of uh, Marshall and Lily on their wedding day for the first time. And Marshall has this really weird hat on, which just seems very out of character. Looks a little dapper, though. It's dapper, but I don't know. Hmm. It's an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice. So um, fashion-wise, we're going to find out what what Marshall was up to with that. So Ted is fin- you know, ta- going through his speech, and he's saying that he'd, he'd been searching, like racking his brain for this one needle-in-a-haystack moment of 10 years. And I just love that. Like this one sensational, perfect moment, but the most iconic Marshall and Lily moment had happened two nights before the wedding. So we cut to that, cut to two nights before the wedding. It's a dark in the, it's dark in the apartment. Ted's going to the bathroom and he catches Marshall coming into the apartment. And there's this great little moment where Ted asks him what he's doing. And Marshall's like going to the bathroom. It's like in the hall, sleepwalking. You're wide awake, robbing us. And Ted's just like, dude, So then we uh, get the confession from Marshall that actually all week he and Lily have been sneaking out of 
the apartment and Robin's apartment to meet at a hotel room because they can't sleep apart. All right, friends. So it's Kate here. I'm going to be finishing this episode by myself right in the middle of our recording. Caitlin got some bad news about someone she knows. Um, So I'm going to keep it going from here. Please just keep Caitlin and her friend in your thoughts. And we're going to finish this out strong and Caitlin will be back with us next week. So we get to see this really sweet scene of Lily and Marshall in the hotel room and Marshall's spooning Lily and they're talking about how happy they are to be together and how stressed out they are when they're apart. And then we see uh, Marshall get to be the small spoon. So this is apparently something they sort of switch on and off about and it's extra cute because of their absolute size difference. Lily shares that she's having a terrible time trying to gain weight and it turns out that's because she's been so stressed out without him. It hasn't, it's been about the wedding stuff, but also because he's not there. And so he decides to solve the problem. He's here now. So we cut to this crazy spread of basically everything on the room service menu, it looks like, and them, them eating together. And then we cut back to Ted and he's wrapping up his speech. And I just love this line. He says, you know, there really are a million things I could tell you about Lily and Marshall. But really, the only thing you need to know is that 10 years into their relationship, they still couldn't spend a single night apart. May they never have to again. So Ted got his speech, Lily got into her dress, and it all turned out okay. So then future Ted starts to wrap up the episode, but he totally forgot about The Price is Right. So we cut to Barney getting called up to the stage, and it is the full Price is Right set. And I just love when he's running through the crowd and he picks up this short little lady and shakes her and Bob Barker compliments his suit and Barney almost calls him dad immediately. We see him bid on the first prize, these his and her watches. And throughout this whole scene, it cuts back and forth between um, Barney winning on The Price is Right and then doling out presents to Marshall and Lily and just goes back and forth like that with between the games and the presents and They basically did an entire episode of The Price is Right within, what, five minutes? Bob calls Barney up after he wins the initial little part there, and he gets to play this game with a ticking clock on it, which is perfect because he uses up all the time that he should be guessing on showing Bob pictures of him through the years um, and growing up. Of course, he nails the price at the last second and wins the prize. Then we cut to the big wheel, which we all know was Barney's weakness. And he tells Bob that he's nervous. And just as Barney's about to spin, Bob says, you'll do fine, son. And calling him son just gives Barney the confidence that he needs. And there's also this really sweet little moment. And I like to think that Neil came up with this one on his own. But he's standing next to Bob Barker and he's listening to Bob talk and he tries to stand like him. He sort of widens his stance and tries to mimic it like a son would do to his father. It was just really, really sweet and and a nice little a vulnerable uh, touch there with the with the choreography of the scene. Barney spins the wheel. We cut to the whole gang in the apartment watching it spin, and they all do what everybody does whenever you watch the big wheel go around. You wonder if they spun too hard or not hard enough, etc. Uh, but of course, 
he does it. And one of my favorite parts is when he just shoves the other guy out of the way and goes screaming up to the scene, up, up to the camera. And uh, Bob calls him back over. He's like, you're not done. And you did such a great job. And Barney makes him say that he's proud of him. And I love when uh, one of the guys just says, that was a kind of a weird moment. <laughs> and then it's showcase time. And he passes over on the first one and makes fun of the woman for her overbid. And of course, he guesses his showcase exactly right. Because this is one of those episodes where some of that Barney magic is in play, right? He's just sometimes capable of doing things that normal humans cannot. And so he won both showcases, dune buggy and all. And right before Bob signs off of the show, Barney interrupts him and he's about to confess that he's his son. But then Instead, he just congratulates him on 35 wonderful years and then says Bob Barker's classic line of have your pets spayed or neutered and gives him a hug. And the gang is quiet and even Barney's pretty subdued. And after a while, they ask why he didn't tell Bob after all. And Barney says, if you lived your whole life thinking one thing, it would be pretty devastating to find out that wasn't true. I just don't think Bob could have handled it. And I mean, we all know what he really meant is that he couldn't handle finding out the truth. I think coming face to face with Bob Barker, he knew that wasn't his dad and just how impossible that that reality was. But everyone lets him have it. And uh, out come the doom buggy keys. Happy wedding. So we cut to black and we come back to Marshall on the bed taping something for Lily. And it turns out to be her night-night tape, which was referenced earlier in the episode. We then find out that Ted is on the other side of the camera, of course, because he's always in the middle of their intimate moments. And that Marshall has recruited him to sing backup vocals on the night-night song. And so he forces Ted to sing the Sha-La-La-Las with him. And Marshall takes it so seriously. I just love how he conducts it and tells him when there's one more sha-la-la-la left, and then cuts it off. He's just such a professional. So that's Showdown. Um, Caitlin and I both love this episode. It's fantastic. We talked about it earlier that it's all about um, the chemistry of the cast at this point and how on, on point it is. And it's an episode where everybody really shines. Gloria Calderon-Kellett always writes a great episode. And this is no exception. It's definitely my favorite of the whole uh, season by far. And it's just it's just heartwarming for, for everybody, you know? We learn a lot more about Barney and we see, again, it's sort of reinforced just how much Marshall and Lily love each other. And I think that was really necessary still uh, after, after the summer of, of Lily being away. And there are a bunch of you who love this episode too. So I will read out our legendary moments. Our first legendary moment comes from Susan via email, and she says, my legendary moment for showdown is Robin yelling at Lily to eat the fudge. Skinny little baby gonna cry? Eat, damn it, eat. I am so jealous that Lily can be skinny without trying. It's totally not fair. Yeah, she's a bitch. I agree with the tailor that hung up on her. 
I said that, not Susan. Um, Susan also liked uh, Barney practicing his run to contestant row for the guys. Though I feel everyone will say that his time on The Price is Right as their favorite. It's so great, too. Oh, that run through the apartment, the apartment was excellent. So that's a, a very good runner-up moment. Thank you so much for writing in. Next up, we have Pirate Angel on Twitter, and she says uh, her favorite moment is Barney's entire appearance on TPIR, hashtag him, him. So yes, that, I mean, it's legendary. It's an absolute legendary moment. It would only happen to Barney. The whole thing is perfect. It's funny. It's dynamic. Um, it's action-packed, and it's full of heart and a little bittersweet. So just really well done. Next up, we have our friend from South Africa, Tanya. She says, my legendary moment for showdown is the night-night song. How cute is Marshall? Love, love, love him. Cheerio, looking forward to the episode. Thanks, Tanya. Marshall's just adorable, and he takes everything so seriously. It's so great. And he sure does love Lilypad. Next up, we have Ryan, and he wrote to us on Twitter, he said, okay, I apologize for this being my first legendary moment contribution to this show, but here goes. Oh, please, Ryan. We have like a million episodes left. You're fine. Uh, he says, mine is when Ted is retelling the story about how Marshall got pulled over in the carpool lane. It's not all that hilarious of a joke, but I have a weird fascination with any time a network show can get away with a joke that's way dirtier than stuff you'd normally see on network TV. And that has to be the dirtiest joke I've ever seen on Him Yim, and I applaud them for it. Amen. I think, yeah, they definitely towed the line on this one. I actually forgot how this exactly went, and I thought there was a moment where Lily, like, wiped her mouth, and I feel like that might have taken it too far. So I think they did a really good job riding the line here. So our next moment comes from our friend Abha in India, and her favorite moment is the scene where Barney goes um, at the end of the, sh the showcase showdown. He's about to tell Bob that he's his father, his son, but stops himself and just congratulates him. She said, it breaks my heart each time I watch Barney opting not to tell Bob that he's the father because I don't want Barney's heart to break. Love, Abha. So true, Abha. It was just such a sweet moment, and... You didn't want Barney to get crushed, you know? You are really, really rooting for him in that moment and kind of hoping you wouldn't say it because it obviously would have not, not been a great moment for him. So it went exactly as it should have gone. And our final legendary moment comes from Erica on Twitter. And Erica said, Hi, Kate and Caitlin. Back again for another legendary moment. And this episode is one of my favorites of the season. Same. It is such a funny episode overall. Marshall and Lily not being able to be apart, Ted's different versions of his best man speech, and of course Barney and the lead up to him being on The Price is Right. Obviously, the Barney of it all is what makes the episode so legendary. I mean, Barney thinking Bob Barker was his dad is just classic. Such a funny and entertaining episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yes. I mean, there, just like last episode, there are, to me, two legendary moments like big, big ones. So it's the price is right. And then finding out that Marshall and Lily can't sleep together or can't sleep apart. And they're, you know, everyone has their own opinions of the smaller ones. And those are all wonderful as well, but it kicks off a bigger storyline for Barney of, okay, so if Bob Barker's not his father, who is his father? Right. And that's not a question Barney has had to ponder up until this point. Um, 
either on the show or off the show. So it opens a huge door for Barney that is going to give him a lot more room to grow. So, you know, last episode we saw him being unbelievably compassionate flying to San Francisco to to bring Lily home. And now we find out there's this other kind of sad little piece to him that we are going to get to watch him explore. So great, great character development. Um, man, I think that has to be my legendary moment too. Before it would have been Marshall and Lily, and that's just a sweet and beautiful moment. But man, this really... Um, This is a big moment for Barney, and it's a big moment for us because it just gives us more depth about him. So I agree, Erica. I agree. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to me rattle on by myself for the last uh, couple scenes and the legendary moments. I hope it wasn't too terrible. But we will both see you next time for Something Borrowed and Something Blue. So send your legendary moments for these two episodes to our email, Hey beautiful podcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter at Hey beautiful pod. And we will be posting this or we will be recording early next week. So try to send it in as soon as you can next week. Yep. We'll be, we'll be posting the big supersized double finale. And the week after that will be our little wrap up and you'll get the trivia quiz and all that. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud and Leave us an iTunes review for uh, a little holiday present if you'd like, because we're really loving reading those and we're so appreciative. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. And this is a great fucking episode. It's a fucking great episode. So let's fucking woo woo. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the arm claps. Over oh, the yeah. arm claps. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get pumped. Woo. <laughs> okay, A or All B. All right.